So if you were here a couple of weeks ago, you might remember that we're starting and are now in the middle of a sermon series called What Do We Do With The Old Testament? Where, believe it or not, we ask the question, What Do We Do With The Old Testament? Um, <clears throat> so some folks have asked me what, what exactly we're trying to do with this uh, sermon series. So let me just kind of explicitly lay out what I was thinking about. In this sermon series, we're taking up this question, what do we do with the Old Testament? Uh, this, it, because it's this part of the Bible with these, uh, these laws and rules and grisly stories and a whole bunch of sketchy stuff, right? And, and in looking at this, we're looking at these uh, case studies, if you will. These examples of how others in the Bible and in the earliest church, um, how they've wrestled with this problem, right? And I'm, I'm not actually, in this series, going to be giving you a whole lot of answers, but rather I'm going to be helping us to think through and deepen our thoughts around this, around this topic. Um, I'm trying to try on different points of view, right, and different, uh, different ideas and develop a more nuanced perspective about this question, about how we think about the Old Testament. And so, in pursuit of that, today we have actually two stories, two case studies, if you will, that highlight different ways people have tried to figure out how to use the Old Testament. The first is this story of a man by the name of Marcion. Now, Marcion was living and doing his thing a hundred years or so after Jesus. So, you know, it's a little bit afterwards, but it's still early church, right? And Marcion had an issue. So his dad was a bishop, right? So he grew up in the church, knew all this stuff, right? But he had a problem with it. He had a problem with his beliefs. He said, I cannot believe in that the God of Jesus, right, this God of compassion, of mercy, of loving kindness, I cannot believe that that is the same God that I read about in the Old Testament. Because that God seems vengeful and wrathful, right? It's this horrid picture of God, and I don't want anything to do with it, right? That's not the God I see in Jesus. And there's probably, you know, a lot of people are kind of nodding along, right? Because Marcion hit this issue right on the head, did he not? Right? It's, collectively, we've been wrestling with this issue ever since he brought it up. Right? What do we do with the Old Testament? Because, gosh, when I look at it, that doesn't really seem like the God of Jesus, I know. And you know what? Uh, we, we know that a lot of people in Marcion's time agreed with him even because, because he went and started this wildly popular church. Right? And just huge, tons of people flocked from all around to join his church, and his message resonated, right? And because they're like, that's not the same God I see in Jesus. And his church was this huge success for over 500 years. Just this gigantic thing. And, he, and here's the thing Marcion had this way of going about understanding the Bible that was quite different from many other Christian leaders of his time. He insisted on taking the Bible very seriously. He was really honest about what was in there. Because, uh, because, look, for a lot of other early Christian writers, these folks that we now call the church fathers, hugely influential figures, for basically all of them, they got around this question of what do we do with these ugly parts of the Old Testament by allegorizing them, by, by spiritualizing them. And so, like, when, when in allegory, the interpreter says, oh, yeah, you think the story's about X, but you're just looking at the surface. It's not really about X. It's really about Y. And, and so, for example, as Paul, as Paul tells us in Galatians, 
The story about Sarah and Hagar from the Old Testament is not really about Sarah and Hagar. It's really about the Christians and the Jews. Or or, uh, take another example, maybe this one. The story of God commanding Israel to go out and slaughter everybody, men, women, children, pets. This, This story isn't really about wholesale slaughter and genocide. That's not what it's about. It's really about... I don't know, being vigilant uh, in guarding your soul against the forces of evil that are trying to lure you into sin. And it's really about being zealous in pursuit of your spiritual life, right? You see, this making a story an allegory, it transforms it into a metaphor. It deals with the disturbing, the the, the problematic parts, the disturbing parts by saying, no, 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 It it doesn't actually mean that. It doesn't actually mean that. You're not looking deep enough. It, it, spiritualize it, and it spiritualizes it and discounts what's actually in the story. It discounts the story on its own terms. And so to his credit, this is something that Marcion did very, very well. He took these stories seriously. He refused to try to wriggle out of difficulties by saying that the story in and of itself doesn't matter. He refused to make excuses for them. No. He stared unflinchingly into the face of difficulty and faced it head on. That's impressive, is it not? So what do people think? I mean, there's some resonance, right, in what Marcion was saying, is there not? Marcion has some good points, has some good ways of thinking, of putting things, and, you know, insisting that we actually take up these questions head on instead of trying to pretend they don't exist. Um, oh, I forgot to mention something at the beginning. Uh, so Marcion is considered uh, basically one of the worst heretics in Christian history. Uh, probably should have led with that. Um, <clears throat> oops. But uh, here's why. Because how did he go about solving this dilemma, right? He identified this dilemma, identified it very well. How did he go about solving that? How did, what did he say we should do with the Old Testament? <clears throat> And the problem that he ran across is that his answer didn't fly to that question. Because he was like, look, that God we see in the Old Testament, that's not the same God as we see in, the, as we see in Jesus. But, right, which is not very far from a lot of what we hear today. But Marcion takes it literally. Right? That's not the same God we see in Jesus. Meaning, there's two different gods. Uh, right? So there's the God of Israel, the God of the Old Testament, and then there's the God of Jesus, right? And the God of Israel is this creator God who, who puts into place all these rules, and really they're, so, uh, they're such a high standard that it's impossible for us to be able to follow them, so then God brings deserve a judgment and wrath upon us because we can't follow the rules, right? So this, this God over here is justice-oriented and strict and punitive and wrathful, right? But then there's this other God, the God of Jesus, and, and we, don't, we don't know about him beforehand, but we learn about him when Jesus comes and tells us and shows us about him. And, and this God isn't an angry, punishing God, right? This God is a loving, merciful God who saves us from that other God, right? And, and this new and better God is more powerful than the other God. And so we need to throw in our chips with this guy, the, the, the God of Jesus, rather than with Judaism and the God of Israel. Clear as mud. Good. All right. I'm glad everybody's on board. All right. So now, if this Old Testament God, if, excuse me, if the Old Testament is all about this God, the God of Israel, 
whom Marcion sees as inferior and way worse than this God, the God of Jesus, right? If the God of Israel is the main character in the Old Testament, what does that mean we have to do with the Old Testament? Yeah. Marcion would say, throw the whole thing out. Rip it out of the Bible. Oh, wait, well, hold on. Wait a second. Isn't there Old Testament stuff mixed into the New Testament? Well, then we need to get out our scissors, right? And we've we got to cut this stuff out as well. And so our buddy Marcion ended up with this Bible that solely consists of Paul's letters and then uh, a gospel of, copy of the Gospel of Luke that looks like Swiss cheese. So many parts have been just cut out of it, right? And so here, Marcion says, this Bible is the one we're going to use. This is the real Bible, right? None of this Judaism stuff. We're not going to have anything to do with this horrid justice and retribution-focused God. We're n- nothing. Clean break. And um, believe it or not, this didn't go over particularly well. Um, not so much. Hence uh, why he's been labeled basically the arch-heretic of more or less all of church history, right? So back to our main question, what do we do with the Old Testament? How did Marcion end up answering that question? Scrap the whole thing. That's not the God of Jesus, right? We have nothing to do with these Jews and their horrible, inferior God. We're just scrapping the whole thing, making a clean break. And of course, this does not fly. The church was not okay with that. They were like, eh, yeah, about that. Um, that's way too far. That's way too far. So we have our first data point for today. Throwing out the entire Old Testament is going way too far, right? Now for something completely different. The Gospel of Matthew that we heard today. So we um, remember there's four different gospel stories about Jesus, and they all have different things they're trying to say and different perspectives and different theologies and, and different ways they're trying to present Jesus, right? And our, our Gospel Matthew is super concerned with presenting Jesus as the new Moses, right? You know the guy who went up, uh, up Mount Sinai and, and got from God the Ten Commandments and all the laws for running this ancient Israel civilization and stuff, right? For Matthew... Jesus is Moses on steroids. He is an uber-Moses, right? Now, this could create some problem for us Protestants because, you know, if you've been around Protestant circles, you may have heard stuff in the vein of, you know, faith without works, right? It's just, it's just about believing Jesus rather than trying to live perfectly. You can't earn your way into heaven, right? right? You've heard that? And so for us, often the, this morality part, this living well part, gets uh, kind of just sidelined. We just kind of get rid of it because you don't need it. You don't need it to be saved because God doesn't pay attention to works. So great, great. Except only, you know, asking Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. Matthew's not down with just that. Matthew is not okay with that. Just look at this section for today. Uh, it represents Matthew's thoughts pretty well. He said, Jesus says, you're saying that I came to wipe out the law to make it so it's all mixed. So, quick aside. So the law, uh, the law is in Hebrew what's called the Torah. So the first five books of the Bible. Um, and and it's, here it's being used as what's called a metonym, a way to stand in for the entire Old Testament. So we're talking about the Old Testament here, right? 
So Jesus is like, I didn't, I didn't come to abolish the law, right? The Old Testament to wipe it out, to get rid of it, to make it so you don't need to follow anything. That's not what I'm doing here. I came to fulfill it. Okay, so that last part, the fulfilling part's confusing, right? But the first part is straightforward. And we see this throughout Matthew. It's not just get saved and you're done, right? It's, it's you have to live this life better than even those Pharisees, the most pious people in society. And then in case we missed it, Matthew's Jesus puts it, puts it a different way. As long as the earth is spinning... Nothing is being eliminated from the law, the Torah, the the Old Testament. So if you ignore even the little, ittiest, bittiest part of it, or if you try and get somebody else to ignore the little, ittiest, bittiest part of it, it is not going to be good. It is not going to be pretty. But if you follow the Old Testament, the laws, the Torah, it's going to go all right. You're going to get into the kingdom of God. Unless you do that better than all those super pious folks around, you're not getting in. So yeah, the law of the Old Testament's kind of important for Matthew, right? Kind of important. He would not be down for Marcion's whole get rid of the entire Old Testament thing, right? Now, he loves it. He wants to improve it even more. He loves it so much, he wants to turbocharge it, right? It's just on steroids. And so we've got two polar opposites here. On one hand, we've got Marcion, right, with his whole, we don't need to follow this stuff at all. We just need to scratch the whole thing, get rid of it. No Judaism, no God of Israel in here at all. And then on the other hand, you've got Matthew saying, not only are we not going to do that, We're going to set a higher bar. We're going to set an even better standard for how we should live. And see, here's the problem. So when you're trying to think through this question for yourself, what do we think about the Old Testament? What do we do with it? Be aware that there's a whole lot of answers that you can have, right? There's a whole lot of perfectly valid, acceptable answers. There's a whole range. But also, be aware that the church has resoundingly ruled some of these answers, some of the potential answers, rather, are out of bounds. They've gone way too far. And so the thing is, this isn't some purely uh, antiquarian pursuit, right? It's not just this entirely theoretical history lesson that we've got going on. These ideas that Marcion brings up are all over the place today in Christianity. Right? I mean, and don't get me wrong. I mean, in the modern day, we don't really think about, hardly anybody believes there's two gods, a good one and an evil one, right? That's an ancient idea, not a modern one, right? We don't really go for that nowadays. But when we get beyond the trappings of let's count the number of gods, the underlying theological impulse is still there today. The, the, it's basically the same belief. And so, I mean, have you guys heard this statement before? I, I just read the New Testament because that's the God I follow. No, it's not specifically there's two different gods. But still kind of there's two different gods, right? It's rejecting the Old Testament in favor of the New. Or how about this one? I've heard this one before. That's not the God I worship. 
very explicitly right, rejecting one and affirming another. Or, or I, I see this one all the time. Um, it, it's, I'm not going to be as explicit as to say those things, right? But I'm just never going to read or think about the Old Testament ever at all. Because I just, I just like the New Testament better, right? Okay, great. You didn't take out the scissors. Congratulations, you're one step above Marcion. Great. Uh, but, but in practice, you are doing the exact same thing, right? You are just cutting out the old and keeping the New Testament. And, so, and look, so many people have a lot of problems with the Old Testament, and that's fair. That's valid, right? Mar- Marcion's critique is incredibly valid. There are significant problems with the Old Testament. But we can't just deal with that by chucking out the entire thing, be it in actuality taking out the scissors or just kind of in practice. And then, and then moreover, when we paint the entire Old Testament with the same brush with, and, and paint it like that, it, it glosses over the diversity of images of God and theologies that are actually in there, some of which, yes, have that ideology that we are objecting to, Right? but some of which have images of God that are just as profound, if not even more so, than the New Testament. By no means do we want to throw away that as a spiritual resource. There's a reason that the church overall for, for millennia across the world, a hugely diverse range of perspectives and theologies and thoughts, there's a reason that the church has collectively said that Marcion's perspective is way out of line. It's way too far. It's out of bounds. Because, yes, there is this huge range of things that you can believe, and that's fine. And there's a huge way, range of ways that you can make sense of the Old Testament. Huge amount of flexibility. But there are also lines that we can't really cross. And this is one of them. We can't solve this problem by just cutting off the bad part and just getting rid of it, period. Just throwing the whole thing away passage from Matthew we saw today it shows us this one way of trying to solve this problem right it shows us one way to solve it Uh, a couple weeks ago we looked at three different ways other ways that people have tried to solve this problem in that Jerusalem council we looked at and and we'll see even more next week we've got all sorts of options of ways that we can think about this problem of processing it but but here's the thing. So, so it's not a total wash for Marcion. The thing that Marcion has best going for him that we can really learn from a lot is he was absolutely right in rejecting this spiritualization of Scripture to try and solve this problem, right? He, you can't just say, oh, this horrible text doesn't really mean that, and here's this spiritual thing it actually means that just conveniently is not horrible. Um, you know, you Ultimately, that's just a fancy way of trying to wriggle out of the situation, right? That's a fancy way of just coming up with something to try and, you know, take the easy road out, to try and fake something to make it all go away, right? But at the same time, we also can't go quite as far as Marcion does in just rejecting the whole thing out of hand. We have to figure out where in between them is the balance that we need to strike, So this week, as you continue to wrestle with these questions, as you turn them over in your mind, trying to think, where do I fit in here? What what do I believe? How do I make sense of this question? May you be given 
the freedom and the ingenuity to, to try and arrive at these answers and to try on different perspectives and see what fits. And at the same time, may you also be wise enough to listen to the collective voices that are trying to help us think through this throughout the last millennia and prevent us from going as overboard as Marcion did. May it be so.